ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to these. Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. I have a co-host. I'm going to announce her in a moment. Um, but right now, I want to make a quick shout out to uh, Mission Aware. Steve Hartland wanted to join me tonight. But um, as we announced on uh, Tuesday, Debbie was out of town. And so he was like, he just kind of texted me. and He was like, hey, I really haven't seen Debbie in a while. So you mind if I just bow out of this one? It's like, dude, I totally understand. Go for it. <laughs> um, so want to shout out to uh, Mission Aware long-term sponsors. Um, I hope that uh, all you men and women over Valentine's Day had an opportunity to go on and check out Mission Aware, particularly the These Go to 11 um, section of the page under the collabs. Pick up our stuff. We got great moleskin journals up there. Everybody is totally into, um, well, most of our listeners anyway are totally into uh, beer mugs. We got the great logo for These Go to 11 on beer mugs, as well as the Yeti uh, mugs or the Yeti-like mugs um, that they have. So um, check out Mission Aware and check out the These Go to 11 uh, collabs page on there. Um, Without further ado, uh, Christina Knapp, how are you today? Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's great having you back. Um, Last time you were on was, it's funny because I was looking at it, I was like, yeah, I think it was like two years ago. And then I was re-looking at it, I was like, no, it was actually closer to like three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, You were one of the first ones that we had on the podcast um, within the first couple months that we were shooting it. So. Um, you know, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's great to have you back. You are, um, how long have you been, uh, back in the States now? Uh, since mid, mid August. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're getting, um, you're getting a good long, uh, furlough out of this then. Yeah. Yeah. The, the advantage of like being gone almost three years, you get a little bit extra. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, and you've had the opportunity to just come over and, um, hang around with friends and family and get caught up on everything. Talk to me about that a little bit because I remember when I was um, in between the summers of my eighth and ninth grade years of high school, I went over to Europe for three months. Mm -hmm. And I remember in that three months coming back and feeling like my world was completely different. You know, there Mm. were new, there were new buildings and stores put up where there hadn't been before. Mm. I had friends who, you know, weren't friends when I left and then they reconciled and became friends. And, you know, there were just, there were things going on that were kind of occurring outside of my life Mm -hmm. with these people. And so how, how is that for you coming back and adjusting? Is that something that you get used to or, no, no, I don't think I don't think you ever ever do. It's yeah. um, like even tonight. Like I was driving down, I'm, and you know I'm from Harford County, mm-hmm. so I'm driving through. I'm like, oh, it's just like Memory Lane. Wait, what happened to that building? Yeah, you know it's it's the same but different. Yeah, you know everywhere you go, I'm like, oh, it's home. Wait, nope, right. it's not. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so is it just something where it's kind of like you just come in with the expectation i <clears throat> i'm going to do everything i can just to re-get to know these people that mm. i've been away from that type mm-hmm. of thing yeah, yeah. Like, like soaking up the family time i got a sister in virginia and a sister in connecticut mm-hmm. you know and uh yeah spending yeah. physical time with family is like especially for me like you don't i don't i don't have my family with me over there right you know so right. yeah you just soak up as much as you can yeah yeah and i'm sure there's people over there that that you really do get to know and become part of your family yes. over there. Oh, most definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, the last time you were on, you were in the process 
I can't remember if you had officially transitioned from what you were doing or mm. you were in the process of transitioning or you thought it might be a possibility that you were going to transition, mm. but you actually did transition into a new role. Can you talk to us and just remind us a little bit about what your previous role sure. with New Tribes was and what it currently is sure. uh, now? Yeah. Um, where was it? Well, okay, let's just go back to the beginning. Sure. Yeah, I was, um, I was in the tribe for several years. Yep. I think we covered that. And then I was really sick. We covered yes. that one. Um, and then I was – my partners were going to be away. And even then they were like, ah, you've been like really, really, really sick right. like a lot. So maybe the tribe and you yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't really go well together. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so um, in, in there's a town where we had like a support base. I have a little guest house for when people come in and out uh, where we do the supply buying to send supplies out to the missionaries in the villages. Um, and so they had asked me to do that for a year. I said, sure, I can do it for a year, mm-hmm. which turned into like two or three years. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's the point where you were transitioning was into that mm-hmm. supply, right, right. that supply position. Yeah, and then I, as I told you earlier, I uh, I also got the the finance job. Yeah, you know because the lady who did it, her brother in law, suddenly died. So yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah. So. Um, and, and even since then, I then transitioned down to the main office, and I was the field bookkeeper mm. uh, for two years. Okay. Um, so, yeah, nice. it's been yeah, lots of transitions. I've changed min- ministries just about every two to three years, Okay, it seems. Yeah, yeah. So you really, I mean, you get tons of experience doing <clears throat> so many different things, which mm. I think is pretty typical in Christian ministry, no matter where you are. I know yeah. in private school, um, I started off when I went to Perry Hall Christian, I worked as a science teacher. I moved to Open Bible and they were like, hey, can you speak Spanish? I just kind of looked at the secretary. I was like, uh, un poquito. She was like, wait right here. I've got somebody you need to talk to. Like, Perfect. You're fluent. Exactly. Like, exactly. Uh. <laughs> uh, but it's hysterical because I ended up working basically for two years as a Spanish teacher. Mm. And then I worked for two years as a Bible teacher. And I'm back to teaching science again. And you just, in Christian ministry, it's like mm-hmm. you either get frustrated and angry with things or you just kind of throw up your hands and say, whatever yeah like i thought i was gonna be in the tribe to like the day i died at a, like age 100 or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like you know i like that was my plan yeah. i was set and god obviously had other plans yeah and uh i mean and that's really it like he's our boss yeah wherever god tells us to go it doesn't matter what we're doing yeah you know like let's yeah. go s- clean the streets right <laughs> like you know like yeah, right yeah he's our boss so okay yeah no, and uh, it really it is good to see you again. Um, I just want to remind our listeners because it's funny because uh, you, uh, my wife Joy, and I just sat down and had dinner, and so we just you know spent an hour uh, enjoying great conversation, and so. You know, we jumped right into the podcast and I was like, this was a few years ago. We may have picked up a couple more listeners since then. So, you know, just to, yeah. to remind our listeners, we are talking with Christina Knapp, missionary to the Philippines. Yeah, they're like, who is this person? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, talk to us, um, and, and I guess, you know, we're kind of bouncing around in order a little bit, but talk mm. to me a little bit about um, where you're located and where you're based in the Philippines. So people mm-hmm. who are listening to this, maybe, you know, they'll oh, go look on a map and be like, oh, this is where she is and have mm. a clearer idea of where to pray for you and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, I live in Manila mm-hmm. of the of the Philippines. It's got millions of people. Everybody's chan- like jammed in cheek to jowl. Mm. So uh, yeah, Manila, Philippines, I'm working on office there now. Mm-hmm. And tell me what the transition and 
comfort level is from being in the in the villages in the tribes mm. to coming into the city yeah um, oh what- huge changes yeah oh my goodness mm. yeah it's uh like naturally i like the country more mm-hmm. so i'm i'm more comfortable in the village mm-hmm. um cuz manila i mean like millions of yeah. people <laughs> Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> it's just so many people. Yeah. I live on the 11th floor, which is still above the parking garage and the ground floor. So it's like the 13th floor. Yeah. But you can't have the 13th floor. Right. So I'm on the 11th floor. <laughs> and then I look right. out and like in the far distance, I see these mountains. I'm like, yeah. oh, look, there's mountains. There's right. greenery. Right. Because everything is cement. Yeah. You know, but it's really weird. Like, there's pros and cons, mm-hmm. you know, in every place. Mm-hmm. Um, in Manila, I get to work with my very good friends. We met in the training in the Bible school, mm-hmm. you know. So I've known known them like since before their kids were born. Yeah. Like um, they are basically like my nieces. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny because in a lot of ways, I know them better than my own nephew. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Which is like, don't. I hope my family's not listening. Right. I love my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> I love you lots. Right. No. Right. Right. <laughs> No, it's funny because I think even in the States, we can relate to things like that. You know, family, I mean, the world has become so much larger and smaller at the same Mm -hmm. time than it ever was where, you know, I mean, several members of my family are scattered all across Mm. the U.S. And so, you know, I mean, New Hampshire is an eight hour drive away, but still that's with teaching, working full time job and all that stuff. That's still that's. Eight hours is a long time. Long time. You know, so I have I have friends who their their children are more like nieces and nephews than mm-hmm. some of my nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely, you know, can understand even more so in your case that that distance, that gap. Oh yeah. And like when you go through really deep hard struggles, you know, and that that person is there for you. Yeah. You know, you yeah. It's a deep, deep relationship. Yeah. Now, talk to me a little bit because you've been you have been over there for twelve years now, correct? Yep, in July, twelve years okay. in July. I feel nice. old, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Walk me through the process. Maybe somebody listening to this is you know trying to uh, decide. Hey, I want to I want to go out onto the mission field. Maybe mm-hmm. they're not sure if they want to commit full time, mm-hmm. uh, but you know this is something that I maybe want to do. Kind of walk us through your life story a little bit, you know, going mm-hmm. into the mission field mm-hmm. and, and that process of going through new tribes and all that stuff. Okay, yeah. Um, well, I was pretty much in that same boat. I was, I mean, I was a pastor's kid, so probably need a lot more help than like the average. <laughs> <you know? laughs> no, my parents are great. Um, so you, I knew I wanted to be a missionary, but I had no idea how. Like, yeah. like, like, how do you go from sitting in the pew to like being the missionary? Right, right. Like, oh. Like, oh, yeah, get the halo and like all that jazz. Like, become sinless. Right, right. Do they give you the sackcloth and ashes when you go over or does that yeah. come later? <laughs> they give it to you in the training. They're like, gotcha. keep practicing. That's right. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's great. So, yeah. Um, my dad had ordered the Sunday school material from New Tribes, their chronological uh, firm foundations. Mm-hmm. And in it, they, of course, threw in a pamphlet about their training program. Yeah. And their tagline was um, something – oh, I should quote it if I was a good missionary. <laughs> um, like, where we train missionaries. Or, right, you know, right. Some, that was the tagline, training missionaries. I was like, well, that's it. Dad, I got to go to Michigan. And he's like, you know, Lancaster Bible is like right up the road. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Lancaster Bible is a really good college, right? You right. know, but like New Tribes Head, 
training missionaries. Right. It's like, ah, uh, okay, I'll look at Lancaster, Dad, but you know. Right. That's not their tagline. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so we did, but then I, you know, went to Michigan. Yeah. Trooped off there. Um, it was two years of Bible, stu- Bible school. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, we even got like a little associate's degree. So, I mean, hey, oh, cool. kudos. Yeah. Because that's apparently a big deal. Like, you got to like be accredited now. Right, right. So. Yeah, that's what, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, got, we were accredited. We got our associates. And then I went down to Mississippi for a year of missions training. Okay. You know, um, they even threw in this jungle camp, like, go build a house out of bamboo and tarp and live right. in it for two weeks. But then we had a, like, a lightning storm, so they shut that down. Gotcha. <laughs> like, Let's not die. Right, go right. Back. Hazard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it was just to expose you to, like, living rougher, yeah. you know. Can you, you know. Can you hack it? Can you hack yeah. it? Because that's, that's our goal, to go to the least reach. And it's right. not exactly the Hilton. Right. You know, <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately, like, spiders the size of your head. Right. Okay, that's a bit of an exaggeration. But still, I don't like when they jump. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, okay, so I did that for a year. Then went up to Missouri. Where it was a year of language. Mm. And the funny thing, everybody's like, oh, so what language did you study? And I was like, ah, not that way. Right. It, what they did is they taught you a system. Okay. So that you could go into the bush and learn whatever language you need to learn. Oh, okay. So it, it was more techniques on mm. how to learn languages right. than it was, oh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, what is the language of the Philippines? Tagalog. Tagalog. So, so they weren't teaching you Tagalog. They were teaching, now at that point, so let me, Kind of bunny trail a little bit. Sure, sure. Did you know you wanted to go to the Philippines at that point? Uh, pretty much. Because in Mississippi, okay. one of our teachers was a missionary from the Philippines for like 35 years. Okay. And they're still going. So they're up to like 50 years by now or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like they're older than Moses. Right. And they just finished like the, the entire Old Testament right. translation. Wow. They're my heroes. One day I want to be them. Yeah. Oh, man. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're awesome. Bob and Judy Ambrosius. You can Google them. Nice. No. Or maybe they're really old. Right. <laughs> anyway. Tweet them? Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> MySpace? Yeah, do you Snapchat? Right, right. I don't even Snapchat. Oh my goodness. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and there are stories that, like, the people that they went to, the Kalanuya people, yeah. they lived in stilt houses with pigs that lived underneath them. Man. It very, very rough. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's fourth generation believers. They have the Bible in their language. Mm-hmm. The little snot-nosed kid now has a PhD in translation. Wow. You know, it's yeah. like and it's just the power of the gospel. Right. God worked in their lives. And obviously, I'm going to the Philippines. Right. That's where I got to go. Right. You know. So so that's pretty typical for new tribes then is they're not they're not necessarily even if you know where you want to go mm. they're not necessarily going to be teaching you the language right. they're just teaching you the tools in order to learn any language right yeah cuz when you get out to the tribe some people don't like tribe to the village mm. um there's no teacher. There's no school. Right. And like, even if I asked you about English, unless you're an English teacher, you don't know why. Right. You say what you do. Like, right. Why is it um, neither dinner nor? Well, why do you do it that way? Uh, right. Uh. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 So, so yeah, they taught us like, you know, how to learn the language, how sure. to like learn the grammatical patterns and all those like, yeah. you know, techie grammatical things. Right. Man, that's, that's really, that's really cool. Um, so you did a year in Missouri, you said, learning mm-hmm. the language. And then um, – so so now you're – I mean, you're four years into this program essentially at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Um, did it kind of – in terms of the education being ready to go overseas, did it mm-hmm. end there or did you have more training stateside to do? 
Nope, that, that was it. Okay. Like, I did my deputation and off I went. I went to the elders. I was like, hey, I'm at like 50% support. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about me going? And they're like, well, go for it. Nice, nice. <laughs> so, um, now, ha- I mean, has things have things changed with that? Because I know that the support is always a tricky subject for missionaries, which is why um, I'm going to be doing my best to um, promote, you know, please support Christina, not just in prayer, but also financially. Give her a million dollars so she never comes again. Yeah, you know, I mean, whatever it takes. Um, <laughs> hey, we can always call in. I mean, that's the beauty of technology is mm. I can always have you call in from the Philippines. Well, so. now that I'm in Manila. I mean, that's right. It's even better. Yeah. So, you Before know. Before I'd be like, let me go up on the hill. I right. think I have cell signal. If I sit on a bucket on top of the ant farm. Right, right. <laughs> you might cut in and out 50 times, but it will get done. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so really, I mean, you did essentially four years of a schooling before mm-hmm. you went overseas. Yeah, I mean, got this a, is a bachelor's of um, intercultural ministries, I think okay. it's called. Yeah. Nice. And then... From there, you you went in. Um, oh, support. Um, you know, one of the things that I was asking is like, what is the 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 cutoff line? I mean, at what point mm. are they like, yeah, you need to keep working on this because mm-hmm. you still you, you know, still lack. Yeah, and there's been a, there's been a change before new tribes. Like I make it sound like before they're spiritual, now they're not. It's not. <laughs> it's not the, before it was like go by faith. You know, I mean, right. these are the people that sent guys in the jungle who did lose their lives. Right, right. It was like, by faith you go. Right. And it's still their principle. Right. But it's also people coming back because they don't have money. Right. So um, so now new missionaries have to be at 75% okay. of the recommended. I got grandfathered in. Okay. I'm like, I'm not that old. Right, anyway. right. <laughs> yeah, so I got grandfathered in, so they don't care. Yeah. So score nice. for me. There you go. <laughs> I think. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I'm living on ramen noodles or whatever the equivalent does. Rice. But, <laughs> rice. rice will save my life. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I got up to like 50 and I was like, well, I don't really know what to do. Right. I mean, yes, I'm not a, uh, I don't know, schmooze. Promoter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was at 50%. I asked my elders and they said, go for it. We're all, we're behind you. Mm-hmm. I said, let's go. Right. So off I went, and then I was 25. Nice. Yeah. And you were pretty much uh, dropped in the tribe well, alone, had, or like no, no? Well, there was a build up to it because okay. we had to do, we had to spend two years learning the national language. Okay. So once you got over to the Philippines, mm-hmm. you got you to still study had some more, more studying. Okay. Forty hours a week till your brain died. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling um, you, learn language, you'll break your brain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did 40 hours a week for two years. So we got to like a certain proficiency in the national language. Okay. And then the idea is you use the national language to learn the next language. Okay. That's the one where there are no teachers. Right, right. So, so uh, Tagalog, mm-hmm, Tagalog is yeah. the national language. Mm-hmm. So what was the language spoken in the tribe then? Uh, it would be Gatdang. Okay. It was um, – what if you ask someone, they're like, oh, we'd, we're um, Baliwan or Kalinga. Mm-hmm. You know, which is different from Kalinga. You know, okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll speak this language. Right. You know, um, and they would have some Ilocano thrown in because Ilocano is the trade language. Oh, okay. You know, so there's like, so Ilocano, Tagalog, and Visayan are like the three main okay. national languages. But there's like 170 languages right. in the Philippines. Man. So, so what, what is the difference in all those? I mean, are we talking like, 
a a completely different language base like um English and German or are we talking like it's the difference between like Spanish, Portuguese and Italian? Yeah, more like that because they're okay. grammatically linked. Okay. Yeah. Um but it's funny like we get over there we're like, "Oh, I've learned Tagalog. I'm such a success." And then you you know, you talk to your friend in the next apartment they're like, "Yeah, some Picolano, but my my husband is Ilocano and I'm from Pampanga, so I speak Pampanga, Tagalog and Picolano and Ilocano." And you're like, <laughs> um, "Como se dice?" <laughs> exactly. You're like <laughs> I'm just going to go to my room now. Right, right. <laughs> so two years of uh, of the language, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then at that point where they like, okay, so you've got this proficiency. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to go off to the tribe. Yep, and okay. we um, and by that point, like you're you know you're scouting around your fellow students. You're like, who can I survive with? Gotcha. Who would I not kill in two months? So really, it's <laughs> like missionary survivor. <laughs> I'm voting you out. I'm like, you and I are friends, but are we still going to be friends? Right. Like, <laughs> You know, you're kind of wonky, but, you know, we all are. So. Right, right. So anyway, uh, and you could join an existing work. Okay. Because, like, they're not dictators. You yeah. know, the world is kind of open to you. Sure. There are some limitations. They're like, well, if you go in that area, you might die. So, right. you know, right. maybe don't. Yeah. You know, but they're like, the, uh, we have people whose ministry is to do people group assessments. Mm-hmm. They go around, they're like, okay, we want to put missionaries here, 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 and here. Right. You know. Now. Anybody want to go? So are there? So there's a lot of volunteer stuff, a lot of being volunteer type mm, stuff. Yeah. Um, is there a lot of things that uh, they're also using in terms of resources to help you gauge where you might be interested in going, or is it just kind of like follow your passion, follow the spirit, and may God be with you? Yeah, mm, maybe something in between. Okay. Because we have like our people group assessment people. That's too many people's anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- like they've got this whole map and they've got all these write-ups and works up. They've they've done the like literal footwork of footwork of hoofing it into these places, yeah. interviewing through you know how many different languages you know. Yeah. Um, to people, you know, are you interested in having missionaries? Do you want missionaries? Mm. Well, you know, what kind of Bible is here? You know. Sure. There's a million things they do, and so then we take that and then we'll go visit a few. Okay. Um. So for us, it was. Myself, a couple with two kids, and a couple with – how many did they have at that point? They had four or five. Okay. They have seven now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. They're right. done. <laughs> um, and so we visited one existing work because yeah. you know, they just needed a little bit more, you know, a little bit more manpower sure. to get the job done. And then we also looked at a new work. Okay. People who wanted missionaries, nobody had ever been there. And you know, then we met as a team. We yep. prayed about it and prayed about it. And we kind of figured out the existing team needed manpower, but not one, two, three, five mm. manpower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're like, don't really. And they actually, they really need the men. They need men to disciple. Okay. The women in the village were very well discipled. They had plenty of women missionaries. Mm. So we're like, so we're going to have three? Yeah. You know, like, anyway. But uh, so then so then we went to um, to visit the other people group and – we're like, okay, this is it. This is where we're going. Hey, right. leadership, what do you think? And they're like, go for it. Right. <laughs> nice. Now, we, I mean, we talked actually a lot about this um, on the last podcast, mm. uh, you being a single woman on mm. the mission field. Mm-hmm. And that presents some of its own challenges. And, mm-hmm. and so I want to reference people back to that podcast. Um, what did I even say? Oh, my goodness. hope it wasn't something stupid. No. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. We probably edited out if we did. So. Oh, God. Even better. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but 
aside from from those challenges, which mm. again we did talk a lot about, are there things that you find restricting being? I, I mean, I guess kind of we'll, we'll kind of go down the list. I mean, being a woman, mm. being a single woman. Mm. You know, are there things that you find that you're kind of restricted with with some of the some of the mission where they're you maybe want to do something and they're kind of like, well, probably not a good idea, or we need to send you with people in order to do this because mm. of that. Are did you run into those types of things? Um, a bit like when we were first moving in the tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, the the one couple with the two kids they they didn't get to the building stage. Um, they then they relocated to a different ministry in Manila. So okay. we work yep. together now. It's awesome. Nice. Um, so anytime that the family, the one with the, all the kids, yep. anytime that they left, I moved with them. Okay. They moved, I moved. We were like attached at the hip. Gotcha. Which is good and bad. Yeah. You know, like pros and cons all the time. Sure. Um, just for safety. You know, yeah. they don't want to stick some single woman off in Timbuktu all by herself. Right. You know, everybody's like, who's your Kasama? Who's your companion? Who are you right. with? I'm right. like, me, Jesus? And they're like, right, <gasps> right. right. Or you have a whole host of men lining up being, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, no, thank you. Right. <laughs> Sorry, uh, cousin it, not. <laughs> <laughs> you're creepy. You're creepy. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, oh my word. Um so you spent uh, – how long was your time with the tribe and the family before you all decided, okay, it's time for us to, to move on? What, move in like out of the village yeah. or into the village? Yeah, move it, what, moving – because you went from uh, from the two years of language school. You mm-hmm. moved into the village at that point. How long were you in the village? It was – I was over – it was a three-year term. Okay. But the first year we spent going in and out of the village because we were building the house. Okay. Yeah, so that was – that was a terribly hard year. Um, well, and just I mean, just to kind of talk to people, like when when you talk about going in and out of the village, we're not talking like oh, it's a thirty minute trip down the road going in and out of the village. Talk no. a little bit about you know that experience and why it made it so difficult. Yeah, yeah. So we lived in this like little wild west town um, that was actually known to be pretty um, violent, mm-hmm. you know, just because of clan wars. Right. You know, it's like not that you were targeted. They're like, don't go out after dark. Right, right. I'm like, okay, I've got nowhere to go because right. everything shuts down at six. Right. Primitive version of <laughs> like, the purge. I know, like literally six o'clock. It's nothing. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we lived in this little town of Tobok and then we would take an hour Jeep, like this, like World War II thing that's been yeah. kind of stretched and lifted. We, uh, for an hour to this waiting shed, and then we would hike for like an hour, hour and a half. Mm. Or if it was really muddy, it could be two hours. Sure. Whatever. Um, and we have to bring everything with us. Yep. You know, work, um, and then go back. And know? is this like, is this a daily thing that you're doing? Is this a weekly thing you're doing? Well, typically we'd, we'd send the guys in on Monday. They would work Monday through Friday, and they would come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... The wives kind of were like, you know, we'd like to, you know, be with our husbands a little bit. Sure. And so we would also take trips in two weeks at a time. Okay. With the with the husbands. Okay. You know, and so, yep. And so you, uh, so it took, did you say a year to get yeah. the house built? Yeah, um, my house built. Okay. And then so the, uh, my partners, the Talbots, they moved in with me yep. into my little house. So we got to know each other really well. Right. <laughs> Tight. Um, <laughs> while they built their house. 
you know, because okay. then we could be living in full time. Right. Um, and so then they got their house built, and then there was like the great divorce, but not. No. Right, right. <laughs> like they moved out. <laughs> and it was so funny. My neighbor, who, like, I'm really close neighbor, like, mm-hmm. I eat my breakfast at my kitchen and she talks to me because she's sitting in her kitchen right we, right what are you having for breakfast i'm having oatmeal right <laughs> um, just as long as the bathrooms aren't like that well <laughs> <laughs> oh, how sensitive are your listeners yeah <laughs> anyway so they they moved out and that night my neighbor's like who's gonna be with you you're all by yourself and I'm like, trust me it's okay right i would like a little bit of alone time now right right <laughs> And when you say, I mean, they moved out, you're still in the same village and Same community. village, yep. I was like in Grand Central Station in the middle of the village, mm-hmm. and they were like a two-minute walk down the path. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could like see through the bushes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so a year is when you got your house built, and it was another year before they got theirs built? Is mm-hmm. that? I get fuzzy on the timeline. It was, it was a long time. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because you're talking about... Cutting down trees. Right. Sorry, tree huggers. We cut it from the forest. Right. <laughs> and we like they used a chainsaw to like divide them up, let them dry. Yeah. There's no Lowe's and Home Depot. Right. Doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> or at least, you know, not in the village. Right, right. So, yeah. So, it's it's time consuming. You got to let the wood dry, you know, all that jazz. Yeah. Dig your own septic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, then they moved out and then we're like... Now we're going to start language. Mm-hmm. You know, then you go back to breaking your brain, you know, eight, ten hours a day, sure. studying a language where you don't really have a teacher. Sure. But then, you, then you're like, oh, wait, I spent a year learning this really cool system. Right. <laughs> like, what What was that? <laughs> like, how's that go again? I think I remember. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's funny that you say that because it, it, it feels so true. I mean, with any type of education where you're learning things and doing things and mm. then you like – you get out into the quote unquote real world. Right, right, right. And you're doing all these other things. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you kind of circle back and it's like, wait a minute, I have a piece of information that can help me with this. Yes. And you're like, oh, I can do this. Right. You know, and it's hysteric because, you know, you're plugging away, you're plugging away, you know, you're doing the system and it's, and it's working. I'm like, yeah. oh, I can speak a bit. Oh, and those are all the dirty words. Right. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay, delete, delete. I don't right. know that. <laughs> and then they're like, Hey, we've got this new system. It's better than the old system. And you're like, ah. right. <laughs> God Great. bless the language people. There are people like they thrive on like systems, like how to learn language. Like right. they thrive on it. I'm like, just I just want to get the job done. Right. I just want to be able to speak and right. not be laughed at. Right. Okay. <laughs> but that'll never happen. You will always be laughed at. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> And so doing the work there, you're, you're translating with these people. Now, how long were you in the village at that point? So your house is built, your partner's mm-hmm. house is built, you're yep. working Plugging with the people. Away. And how long was that initial stretch that you were with them? Probably what were we, a year, year, year and a half. So yeah, because it was a three-year term before I came home. Okay. And in like during that whole time, of, I, I was hospitalized twice for, with Dysentery for the sensitive listeners. Right. They can look it up. Google. <laughs> <laughs> Highly unpleasant. You don't want it. Right. <laughs> well, and dangerous too. I mean, you know, yeah. dysentery is what used to wipe out a lot of people during the Middle Ages. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like the one doctor, he's like, you're just overrun with bad bacteria. There's nothing good in you. I'm like, I know this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So that kind of put a halt in language learning. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard to learn language when you're like right. attached to an IV in a hospital. Right. Yeah. You know? So, um, 
So yeah, so great way to binge watch things on Netflix, though. <laughs> no Netflix, you're in a you're in a provincial hospital. <laughs> oh my goodness! Actually, no. The one time I was provincial hospital, there was nothing. The next time, or they gave me the wrong medicine, I should have died. But then the next one was a pretty good hospital. And my friend and I were watching like a fat Brendan Fraser, and we're like horrified. We're like, "What happened to the mummy guy? Right. Like, what happened, Brendan? Georgia, the jungle. Where did you go? Exactly. We're like, I was already feeling ill, but now I'm really ill. Right. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh. Oh. So, uh, so the, t- yeah. the three-year term was including the two years of the language that you were learning. Uh, no, the, the Tagalog, that was... Separate from Separate, that. yeah. I did two years. We went home on like a quick, like, hey, everybody, we finished Tagalog. Now we're going to go to the tribe. Yay! Okay. And then we went back and we did and three years. And that started your three years. Three years of... that. Yeah, that would be the... Oh. <laughs> One year in particular, literally the worst year ever. Yeah. We call it the year of hell, my yeah. friend and I, because she also... It was terrible for her. Yeah. It was awful. But anyway... God, Man. yeah. God undertakes. Like serious. If the reason I'm still in the field is because of God. Yeah. Like people, are like I don't know if I could do. No, I can't do it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you, you can't. I can't either. They're like, no, trust me. And they're like, but the spiders. I'm like, actually, it's not even the spiders. It's the things you don't think to worry about. Right. You know. Yeah. Like, people are like, oh, what about malaria? I'm like, don't worry about malaria. There's a pill. Right. You need to worry about dengue. Ever yeah. heard of dengue? And they're like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. like we all focus on like, oh, I could never do it because of this. Right. And you're like, don't worry about it. Right. Well, and I think what's funny too is sometimes we forget, you know, uh, when when looking and we were we were talking about um, this at dinner, you know, looking at America, America has its own set of problems and dangers. Mm, mm-hmm. We're just we're comfortable with them. We're used to them. I mean, yeah, they're known. Yeah. As as tragic as school shootings are. Oh goodness, yeah. It's. I mean, how uh, there's been over what three hundred since like two thousand thirteen or oh, something yeah. like well, that. Yeah, like I, I mean, was telling you, my friend, her her yeah. kid was all worried. Like they're home here for furlough. She's like, I'm going to get shot. Yeah, yeah. And we we're like, oh, you poor little Filipino child. Because right. <laughs> she is. She's more Filipino than American. Right. You know, we're like, yeah. You live in Manila, right? Where people would be terrified to live here. Right. But you're. You're fine. Right. We're, we're doing our thing and moving on and, mm. you know, going around and, um, you know, yeah. And, and so, you know, just getting into a place and realizing, you know, the dangers and, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, is stuff dangerous? Of course, stuff yes. da- dangerous yeah. everywhere you go. Yes. There are um, legitimate concerns. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, I mean, let's be realistic. The flu is no picnic here in America. Oh it claims goodness. lives and, you know, takes people out, you know, but. And we forget that we're over in the field. We're like, we're dealing with dengue and, right. and, and malaria. And we're like, you're dying from the flu. What is wrong with right, you people? Right. <laughs> you know, but then you come over here like, no, people are dying of the flu. Like the Spanish flu from, what was it, 1900? Yeah. 19, what was it, 11? Yeah, World something War. like that. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, no, it's a real concern. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I th- and I think that's something, you know, that um, is just fascinating, you know, just people to remember, like, the, you know, there's there's always an unknown factor. Mm-hmm. And to me, danger is one of those things that, yeah. you know, it should never be a reason why you don't do something. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's dangerous. Well, yeah. getting up in the morning is dangerous. You yeah. leave your house, it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, you know, danger should never be a reason why you you stop yourself from doing something because right. everything, wherever you are, is everything. going to be dangerous. You yeah. know? And, and it's a fine line. Like, what's okay for some people 
Yeah. You know, like, I mean, not to be stereotypical, like a single guy going out. Sure. Like there's things like, go for it, buddy. Sure. We're all behind you. Yeah. A family with a bunch of kids. Yeah. Mm, You know, like. Sure. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember in high school, there was a, um, I was a senior in high school at this point and I was traveling home from, uh, it was a track party we were, we were Mm. having. And one of the female, um, track athletes, you know, uh, was just ahead of me. There was a guy on the side of the road thumbing it and I saw her totally pass him. Right. And, and I stopped and picked him up Mm. and took him to his house. And, you know, this was like a Saturday. So Monday we're in school talking and she's like, I can't believe you stopped and picked him up. I wouldn't have done that. I'm like, good. You shouldn't have. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm. My father I'm a, would kill me if I picked him up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a 200 pound dude, mm. like track athlete. Like I, I'm not concerned. You right. Know? Yeah. But yeah, you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that contextual danger yes. is, is there as well. Yeah. You know? There's, I mean, some people like to beat the feminist drum or like everybody can do everything. Sure, but sometimes there's right, you know, right. There, there's something to be said for wisdom and knowing mm, the world that mm-hmm. you live in, and, and understanding the dangers of the world you live in, and, yeah. and just being like, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to risk that. You're like, I'm choosing to be a little bit safer. Right, right, exactly, and yeah, and that's something that you know, my wife and I talk about is, you know, whenever she's in the car alone, even if it's with our our son, it's like, yeah, I, I don't. I don't want you, you know, picking up hitchhikers. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, I just, I'm sorry, I don't want you doing that. You know, mm-hmm. I know some people are like, oh, you know, if I feel the spirit of God telling me to do this, it's like, you know what, that's cool for you. I do not want my wife doing that. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the car and you want to do that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. We can stop and we can pick them up. I have no problem with yeah. that. If I'm in the car alone and I see somebody on the side of the road, I'll pick them up and give them a ride. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. But no, I mean, I think God's given me a role and a position and, you know, there, there are certain things where it's like, I, I'm, I'm aware of the dangers. Yeah. Well, like uh, my pastor in the Philippines, he, excellent pastor, mm-hmm. um, he's like, you have, you're a believer, you have sanctified common sense. Yeah. It's not like you, you didn't lose it, it's actually even better now. Right. You know, he's like, use your common sense. Yeah. I'm like, you're the best pastor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so kind of going back to the story, you, oh, yes, you yes. spent, um, I, so you, then you came back home, it, your furloughs when you do these three year, <clears throat> I mean, I guess tours, is that a fair term Sure, to, yeah. to use? Why not? Kind of like the military, you do a tour of duty <laughs> and then you come home. Come uh, home and collapse. That's right. Is it, is it like around nine months? Is that what a typical furlough is? Six, what? Well, I'm trying to figure out what typical is supposed to be. Well, typically f- four years, oh. Over there, and you get a year back. Okay, but that was you. That was really designed for families putting their kids in school. Okay, you know, um, gotcha. Don't so. have to worry about my little chitlins. Don't right. exist. It's right. even better. No. Um, and so, what's worked for me is I prefer two years and six months. Okay, you know, it's two years is quite long enough without sure. seeing your family, especially now that my sister's having children. Sure, definitely. Yeah, um, but uh, it hasn't always worked out. This is my second three-year term. So okay. You know, and then sometimes it's just like, uh, like this last one, my coworker was gone for a year on their furlough. Mm. It's not like you can like just leave. Right, right. There's this thing called money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like I'm ready to go home, but I'm broke. Yeah. Well, no, actually, it was there was nobody to do the money job. Oh, yeah. The bookkeeping. Yeah. Well, and there's always that too. Right. <laughs> Send money. <laughs> I need to go home. Right. No. 
Actually, no, I, that's one thing. I think if I ever called, like, called up, I need to come home and I don't have money. I'm, I am pretty sure, yeah. you know, some sibling would cough up the cash. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> My sister calls me, uh, yeah, her good little Mexican, because, you know, <laughs> she puts me to work, you know, because... <laughs> I don't do well without like having a purpose. Sure. So I'm like, so what can I do? I need right. to do something. Right. Because <laughs> furloughs, furloughs are weird. Like it's to spend time with family, it's to catch up with churches and right. supporters. But you've left your ministry right. in the Philippines. You're right. like, what's my identity? Who am I anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think too, like you know what we were talking about earlier. There's that sense of. Wait a minute. I mean, these these people have moved on with their life, mm. as have I. You know, the experiences yeah. that they're going through here in America, and I would assume that being in the city, the experiences are less dynamic than they mm. were when you were living in the tribe. Mm. But still, you're talking about really different cultural yeah. things that oh, are yeah. going on. Very different. Yeah, living in the tribe is always cooler. Like everybody yeah. loves the tribal stories, which <laughs> don't blame them. Like they're cool. Right. You know, it's not nearly as cool as like. Yeah, you know, yeah. I go past the mental institution every day. Right, right. Yeah, it was rough, and I went down to the Starbucks and got myself a coffee. <laughs> and then they're like, "Our missionaries getting too much support. They went to Starbucks once every six months. That's it. They're off. <laughs> they need to suffer. <laughs> You're not suffering. You're not a real missionary. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. Oh, it's terrible. You know? Yeah. I mean, Manila. Like, you do have Starbucks every three. Three blocks. Like, sure. If you want, you can go to Starbucks every single day yeah. if you want. Um, but you don't have to. Right. You know, like, right. Yeah, it's, you, you got the horrific poor and you got the horrifically wealthy. Yeah. I mean, they're like, oh, yeah, that guy up the street, he owns such and such airline. Like, right. Oh, <laughs> Do you want to sponsor me? <laughs> like, Please, sir. Right. <laughs> like my friends, their small group, they're like the poor white trash of their, their small group. <laughs> Everybody's like, they'll, they'll all go out to dinner, and in, in the Philippines, it's it. You know, here we're all like, we like divide the bill down to like the last. Penny. Right, right, right. No, they all just take turns. They're like, oh, it's my turn. They will all fight over it. You know, right. It's my turn to pay for the bill, and they'll pay for the bill for the entire group. Yeah, you know, at some restaurant, and my friends like they never get the chance to pay ever. Like, no, 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 you're poor. Right, right. And compared to all these guys, they are. They're poor white trash. Yeah. They're like, okay. <laughs> It's nice having, uh, you know, high friends and being in low places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. But nice. it's funny, like, she'll bake cookies and give it to them, and they're like, they think it's the best thing in the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, hey, well, and I guess, happy. I guess that would, that would stand to reason. I mean, you know, those are some things that I noticed, you know, even in America. You have mm. the American affluence where people aren't used to – you know, the, the trades and the techniques and things like that of doing things. So, mm-hmm. you know, you go out and you buy your cookies from the grocery store, mm-hmm. you don't bake yeah. them homemade, you know? So getting those, that extra personal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's really cool. Um, so your first trip, you three years, then you come home six months and mm-hmm. then you go back over. How mm-hmm. long was your second two years at that point? Or let me see. I think it was two years. Then it was six months. It was three years. I think it was eight months. And that was that second furlough was like a really, really terrible. Like I had been really sick, and I was trying to recover. Uh, okay, it was yeah. it was not altogether pleasant. Yeah. Um. And then it was another three years, and now it's this one. Okay. No, I think there was one in between. I'm losing track. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's gone. It's typically gone. Mm-hmm. You know about that. Sure. But your time. Um. So so again, you're coming up on your twelfth uh, year. Your mm. most of your time up until um. 
this point was in the village. Mm. Yes, sir. At, actually, at this point, no. No? Okay. No, you get two years Tagalog. There was three years there. There was three years there. Now two years in Manila. Okay. So yeah, now now it's not even the majority. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh. <laughs> and so how, how is, in terms of, you know, talking about the availability of things, I mean, mm. you know, we were joking around the internet, binge watching stuff. I'm mm-hmm. assuming being in Manila, you have uh, much easier access to mm-hmm. internet service and telecommunications and all oh, that yeah. stuff. Or even like things in the village, there's even more, because my partners with the lots of kids are still in the village. Mm, okay. There's electricity there now. Oh, wow. We're like, what? I'm sorry, you're not a village anymore? You have to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're not a real missionary. Yeah. It's time to come out and suffer. Right, right. <laughs> you can't have electricity. We are taking your computer. You must telegraph yes. everything. No microwave for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, so like, yeah, within the 12 years, like, things have, like, there's more available that you can get over there. The, sure. the communications are met, are much better. Sure. I mean, I've basically gotten to know my nephew through FaceTime. Yeah. Because when yeah. I left, he was like four months old. Sure. You know, and so, well, it was really funny. I came home and I wasn't in a screen. So he was like, what? <laughs> but. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, things, things have definitely progressed. In Manila, like, yeah, I have Netflix in Manila. Yeah. You know? Um, which is funny. In the, in the village, I'd have my computer and I'd like try to watch like some TV episode where you bought like the actual DVDs, right, right. you know, and you're like trying to watch it while the there's people on your porch arguing and they're like <laughs> banging the door. We need medicine. And you're, you know, right. dealing with all that. Now I'm like, I can watch Netflix right. in Manila. Right. It's pretty surreal. Yeah. You know? well, and I would guess that for you too, the, the job description and what you're doing mm. has significantly changed because being in the village, mm-hmm. people do learn to rely on you 24 seven almost mm-hmm. it would seem where being in Manila, I guess you, are you working more of like a nine to five yeah. type job? Yeah, it is. And which is actually probably been a really good thing of keeping me out of the hospital. Okay. Less stress. Sure. Sure. And although sometimes I'm like, are you sure? Because I'm feeling pretty. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there is that advantage that, um, like I go to the office yeah. and I come home. There is a separate separation. Yeah. Uh, in the village, I would be, I mean, it was all in one. Yeah. Like you were never off. If you're in the village, you were always on. Yeah. Um, and it is very, very wearing. Sure. Um, yeah. Just. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah. wearing. So yeah, there is that advantage of the city where it is an office. I do. I go. Mm-hmm. A minister. Now, sometimes you, you might have some really, really long days, and then if you're involved with a, you know, a small group or whatever sure. church, I mean, it's life. Yeah. But um, in Manila traffic, which, right? I mean, just just go to YouTube if you want to look at Manila traffic. It's, right. It's pretty horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so it's different. It's different stresses. Village sure. in Manila. It's different stresses. But my life is much more regulated. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's kind of like clockwork. It's, right. Yeah. Yeah. Now let me um, ask you because we're um, we're kind of coming up on that forty five minute mark. Mm, yes. um, but I think I mean this has been absolutely fantastic. Mm. Uh, once again, for our listeners, we're talking with uh, Christina Knapp, uh, missionary in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, again, and I'm going to I'm going to ask you this um, specifically, Christine. We're going to get all your information. We're going to put that up there so social people security can get number, into- blood exactly, type, that at all exactly. <laughs> uh, major credit card, uh, you mm, know, all of that stuff. Definitely, um, but. Um, want to give you an opportunity to just talk about 
um, the things that you would like people to pray for you um, mm. for, you know, mm-hmm. just those things that you're looking around. It's like, you know what, uh, these are the things, or maybe even if you're looking at something and you're thinking, you know, I don't actually specifically need prayer for this, but my partners do, or, you mm-hmm. know, so things mm-hmm. like that, just, you know, the ability to talk about, you know, some of those things that, that you could really use prayer for. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, the more immediate one is transition because mm-hmm. I'm coming up to going back. I, I've got, What's today's date? 15th? 16th? Yeah. So literally in one month, March 15th, I'm getting on a plane. So I got all the goodbyes. Yeah. I hate goodbyes. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just just hate them. Like, if I were, like, just to walk to the airport right now, that'd be a lot easier. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You know, but so you want to you want to see everybody, but at the same time you're like, but when I see them, it makes it even harder. Maybe yeah. if I just don't even see you, it'd be better. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But that's right, yeah, yeah. That's not realistic to family and yeah, life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. But we like you. I'm like, I like you too, but right. <laughs> so yeah, the transition because I'm excited to go back. Like, sure. I know you're supposed to be like the bitter missionary, and like, oh, you know what? You know what? God has called me there. Right. I enjoy my ministry, even though it's changed like twelve times. Right. You know because. God is God's God's my boss. Sure. And he's like, This is what I have for you. Right. And it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. So I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to getting back to my with my very good coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um in the office that we we all have you know, some people you're like, Oh my goodness, computer guy. Right. Killing me here. Right. But that's I'm pretty sure I'd say that about the computer guy here in the Sure, in the sure. <laughs> so yeah. So it's bittersweet. So yeah, definitely that's the big big prayer point is the transition. Yeah. It's Pretty much sucky. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's easy to get people to the mission field. Even mm-hmm. though it doesn't seem easy, it's easier than keeping them. Mm. Like for any sort of longevity. Sure. Um, now, there, different missions have different mission focus. Sure. With new tribes, well, Ethnos, because now we've changed our name. We're Ethnos 360. Um, okay. Because we're trying to um, – some areas we'd like to go to aren't so – you know happy with missions gotcha gotcha anyway side note um our our whole point is to go into the least reached people to plant a church to have fourth and fifth generation believers to have the bible in their language Mm. you're not going to do that in a two-year right uh little yeah associate thing right now are there things that we need done that that can be covered in two years like a guest house Mm -hmm. or you know a little a bookkeeper or a maintenance person Definitely. Yeah. So, like, if if there's somebody, you know, oh, you know, I've got a year, I'm not sure, you know, what I want to do. Right. You know, I've got some handy skills. We can most definitely use those people in the field. Sure. Um, But we also need, like, long-term, in it to win it. Yeah. Here for Jesus. Yeah. Um, Like, but only God can do that. Sure. Because, you know, we can sit there and, like, beat the drums so, you know, our arms fall off. Right. But unless God calls you and God keeps you there. Right. It, yeah. it does it. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. So probably my prayer point is pray for more missionaries. Sure, that God would raise up more workers to continue the work. Yeah, um, because a lot of the problems we're facing in the field are t- too few people trying to do too many things. Sure, um, sure, and yeah, and yeah, like problems come up, and you know their family issues or family back home, and then they got to go home, and then they feel guilt because they're leaving ministry. Right. And, yeah. So yeah, those are probably my three big. Yeah. Transition, we need more missionaries who will stay, and for our current missionaries, who were pretty much every single one of them overworked. Sure. And if they're not, they just know how to say no really, really, really well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just a fact of life. Like, everybody's doing at least right. Yeah, the job of three people. Sure. So. Sure. 
Yeah, no, totally, um, totally understand that. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting what you said because I really, I think more people are getting into this idea of doing a gap year, this thing where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, this year between or two years between right. high school and college. Right. And to me, that's if, if you don't have a clear focus and drive, mm-hmm. it almost seems like this would be a great opportunity to, you know, get in and mm-hmm. apply some skills. And then even at that point, you know, hey, is this something that I could picture myself doing full time? Because mm-hmm. at that point, you could always kind of, you know, retroactively go back, go through the the new tribes mm. or ethnos. Is that yeah, what ethnos? It? Well, okay. they even have a, a like a, I guess you call it a training path. We mm-hmm. call it the fast track. Sure. <laughs> like if you're like a handy person or, or you're not going to be going into the tribe. Sure. They have like a program just for those people yeah so you're not investing four years right i don't i don't want to say how long it is because i'll probably say whatever it is it's going to be wrong right right and we've had people come over for a year and it's been great and we've had people come over for a year and it's been terrible sure you know um they're not self-starters they can't see the job that needs to be done because nobody's going to hold your hand right you know right um but yeah and even that's like those support jobs we're currently using a lot of associates people come in for a year but if somebody wanted to step up and say hey you know what I can do this. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Would we say no? No. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, even, even the language barrier, we can take care of that. Sure. Sure. <laughs> well, and that, I mean, that honestly to me seems like, uh, from everything you've been talking about and describing, uh, seems to be a great approach to this because I know so many mission organizations who are, you've got to cross every T and dot every I before mm-hmm. we're going to get you out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of like, you know what? Uh, we need to bring the gospel to people. Yeah. And so if there are a couple uncrossed T's and undotted I's, mm-hmm. but we're bringing the gospel to people, that's the most important thing that we can be yeah. doing. Yeah. Like we're all doing our part. Like, yeah. you know, we have some people on our mission, like their job is child safety and yeah. that is their mission because they got to make sure it's done. It's our legal requirement. Sure. And that's what they do. Yeah. You know, so that we can have missionaries doing what we need to do. Like, it's. Yeah. Yep. Very exciting. Well, thank you so much, uh, Christina, for joining us once again. It was great having you. Um, Try to make sure uh, next time that, uh, you know, don't wait uh, three years before we get you on again. Maybe we can do a Skype call or (laughs) FaceTime or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or be home like in two years. That's right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Oh, um, thank you for having me. It's been great. Absolutely. Great. My pleasure. And um, don't forget, Christina Kanat, be praying for her, be supporting her. We're going to put up um, links on our website so that people can um, hyperlink over to you and you know be able to donate or contact you um, mm-hmm. with whatever um, with whatever information you feel like giving out to crazy stalkers and things like that. So, <laughs> like, Can you just fill out this background check? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Excellent. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and sign off now. Christina, Mm -hmm. we just rocked the Casper. Awesome. These go to 11.